Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Before we get into today's episode, I just wanna let you know that my merch shop, multilevelmerch.shop, is gonna be going under a bit of a renovation here in the next like month or so. So if you wanna check out anything and grab any last minute merch before I completely close the shop down for a little bit to work on it, make sure you go to multilevelmerch.shop, use code DARKDIVES, and get 20% off your order. Thanks guys, enjoy today's episode. When you're scrolling through Facebook or maybe YouTube, you can usually expect to find a few things. Here and there, you'll see the typical live feeds of people attempting to sell their new make-believe medical products or people trying to get you interested in a brand new way of thinking or even a religion. But rarely do you see all of those combined. Love Has One became infamous for the use of live streaming to bring people into their new age cult while simultaneously selling them products that they definitely don't need and have no medical properties whatsoever. Nearly every day, members of the Love Has One cult would gather in front of a giant picture of their god, Amy Carlson, to spread her word and display brightly colored messaging designed to bring anyone in. But they were also meant to do something else. They were meant to attract desperate people into donating money, time, and spiritual energy with the promise that Mother God could heal them. Through what she calls spiritual surgeries, Amy Carlson promoted the idea that she could heal all diseases from a simple cold to the most severe cancer, merely through a spiritual phone call, which of course, you'll have to pay for. If you don't want to pay for a spiritual healing session from a god herself, the group sends you on your way to a website where they sell healing products that come with the oh-so-wonderful side effects of organ failure and turning your skin blue. But none of this seems odd or out of place for the group. Instead, they appear smiling on the screen of unsuspecting people every day explaining the love of their mother. And sometimes if you listen very, very closely to the live streams, you'll hear their leaders screaming profanities in the background or father god, Jason Castillo, screaming into a microphone and berating one of his loyal followers. The Love Has Won live streams are absolutely a sight to behold. A mix of colorful backgrounds, lights, and bizarre sales tactics, But what really caught the world's attention were their beliefs on how they handled the death of their leader. I mean, who mummifies a god? I am the mother of creation. I'm here to kick fucking ego's ass. Fire, it's precise. (laughs) I am the Holy Spirit. I am great spirit. Adam, get it right. The reality becomes true. I love you. Honor to be at your service. My vision chicken parmesan. Love has one. Yippee! Hello everyone and welcome to Dark Dives. I'm the Illuminati and today we're going to be talking about the Love Has One cult. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. 
Amy Carlson grew up with a relatively normal childhood. Like many others, she was a child of divorce. And though she had a rough relationship with her stepmother, she showed no signs or red flags that something was wrong. She was a conventionally pretty girl. She joined the church choir and participated in school plays. According to her sister, Chelsea, she was smart, beautiful, and had an amazing voice. She was popular, charming, everything a teenager would want to be. But as she grew older, something in her began to shift. She became a mom, but didn't seem all too interested in her own kids. Her mom told Rolling Stone, she just didn't have that warmth. She had no problem leaving her children with other people. Her interest in new age spiritual brought her to the website lightworkers.org. And from there, everything changed. There, she began a regular relationship with a man who went by Amareth White Eagle, who believed he was a God and told her she too was a God. Slowly, their relationship expanded and her whole world turned upside down. She went from being a mother and a wife to a woman who believed she was experiencing things from another world. In 2007, she posted her first video on YouTube. I am cleaning up the kitchen, baby just down for a nap, and I feel a tap on my shoulder and a whisk of air in my left ear. Then I heard a lower toned voice, not really even a voice. It was like a message a violin would play in its music. And it said, president of the United States. Amy was so convinced that she would become president of the United States. And though that didn't come true, she certainly became a well-known leader to another group of people. Everything was becoming crystal clear to her. She wasn't this down home suburban girl who went to church and lived a relatively normal life. No, now she believed she was a God. Her normal everyday life was no longer sufficient, so she left it. It was time to start building a life and a following that fit her new beliefs. Amy leaned heavily into the world of new age religions, taking beliefs from Scientology, numerology, and astrology, and just kind of mixing them all together. Though new age religions can vary in their beliefs, there are a few things that they have in common. They predict that there is a heightened spiritual consciousness that will eventually end all forms of hunger, racism, poverty, and more. But for the social transformation to begin, individuals must go through their own spiritual journeys and transform themselves. To Amy, this is exactly what she felt was happening. Her previous life with her family and children was merely what she called her 3D consciousness. She was trapped in a lower level of spirituality, just waiting to break free. And when she left, she rose to a state of the fifth dimension of higher divinity, consciousness, and freedom. She believed that this was her calling and her mission to the world spread this divinity to as many followers as she could. And so that's exactly what she did. To all of us to put this into our experience, creation in motion. For this is absolutely the exact right moment of our complete freedom. Amy became the leader of a new religion, one that she ran and controlled, and it was called Love Has Won. She was now mother God and took use of the stunning growth of social media platforms to spread her beliefs far and wide and slowly amassed a following that fell on her every word. Her 20 loyal followers moved with her to Colorado to stay on a small ranch. They worshiped her. Though they developed beliefs in conspiracy theories like Sandy Hook, 9-11, and the Holocaust all being carefully planned and developed hoaxes, their true religion came from one thing, worshiping Amy. The group held the belief that she was over 19 billion years old. Oh, and that she has quote, birthed all creation. She was a divine power that operated on a higher consciousness than literally anyone else. And following her would lead to their ascension into the fifth dimension where they could join her in divinity. Her divine powers had led her to be reincarnated over 500 times, according to her, of course, and living the lives of some of the world's most famous figures. 
According to one of her members, she had always known of this divine power, despite her family's accounts that she had been a perfectly normal, quiet child who lacked in her leadership abilities. According to her followers, Amy had known she was special at just four years old. She talked to angels and her family brought her from church to church trying to get advice. One story claims that at one point, the pastor said something that she knew was a lie since she was Jesus and she yelled, you're lying and had to be removed from the church. Amy's family disagrees with the group that any part of that story is true, but hey, if it fits into the lore and mystery of a woman who was apparently everyone, you know, I guess, I guess if it makes them happy. Not only was she evidently Jesus Christ, but she had also lived past lives as Cleopatra, Joan of Arc, and even Marilyn Monroe. She was now living in her current body, tasked with the responsibility of leading exactly 144,000 chosen ones to a new mystical dimension. And isn't the 144,000 number the same thing that like the Jehovah's Witnesses use? Like, I'm obviously not a religious person, but why 144,000? Why is it always that number? Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. But I digress. Now, how exactly were they going to do this? Well, through the use of social media, of course. Every day, the group would post videos and live streams about the magic of their mother God. Members, or even mother God herself, would appear on YouTube or Facebook in rainbow colored makeup to spread the word about their miracles and the spiritual surgeries she could perform to heal anyone. They explained their many conspiracy theories and unfortunately wildly anti-Semitic ideologies, which included them saying something like the following. Hitler's intention was to serve the light. Jews wanted everyone else to do the work and they would take the money. The idea behind the concentration camps was to teach them to work. So I think we can generally believe that this sentiment is pretty horrific and disgusting, especially coming from people that claim to be so-called spiritual leaders. Unfortunately, that didn't seem to dissuade too many people because slowly but surely, the group amassed a massive count of online followers. And with followers, a divine being and unlimited manners to reach new and unsuspecting people, something else often follows, money. While Love Has Won continued to make its mark on the online stratosphere, praising their mom, spreading conspiracy theories, and saying horrifically anti-Semitic things, they decided to start tapping into the true potential of the internet, making that sweet, sweet cash. After all, what is a deeply spiritual, self-pronounced divine being and healer without a good scam? But of course, they would never sell it like that. Members of the group were simply encouraged to give money to go towards their leader's divinity, towards her practice of healing. Members compared it to people donating to clergy in any mainstream religion. They're giving to a higher power and feel drawn to do so. So it's like any other church donation to give money for mom's flowers. After all, church donations do usually go to things like paying people that run it, updates on a building, or providing things like mission trips. 
So it doesn't seem too odd to people that a supposed divine power was asking for money, right? Well, it's debatable. You see, the donations weren't just given at random, they were mandatory. The Love Has One members would convince desperate people looking for healing, safety, and support that they would be welcomed into an alternate reality if they donated, and sending money was the only way to prove their dedication. So where was this seemingly magical money going? Well, one follower apparently used it for knitting and crafting supplies. Other times, it just went directly to mom for whatever she might need, which is never actually specified. Was it supplies so she could heal more people? Funds for others to help with their ascension to a higher level of spirituality? Who knows? What we do know is that the supposed divine mother would quote, throw a fit if the money was not immediately turned over to her. So yeah, that sounds like an almighty powerful being to me, sure. It wasn't just donations making the group money though, it was their stores. And that's right, live streams weren't just for spreading the word of their spiritual leader, but for promoting their wellness products that could be used to heal virtually any disease, even COVID. Their business, Gaia's Whole Healing Essentials, focused on providing alternative healing products to their victims, I mean, sorry, believers. Oh my God, I don't know how I said victims. I meant believers. It's alternative healing products to their believers. They sold Ascension guides that taught incredibly dangerous and frankly, insane health advice. Like for example, that staring into the sun burned the darkness within you. Apparently, the fact that staring into the sun can literally make you go blind is merely a myth. And just for the record, please do not stare into the sun. Like seriously, don't do it. Of course, for their business to flourish, they also needed to convince people that everyday modern Western medicine was also a myth. If doctors are telling you that you're having a heart attack, just ignore them. It's not your heart literally exploding in your damn chest, it's simply expanding. That feeling you're having is just you growing in love. Don't go to the doctors, they'll just make you even sicker. Only love can heal you. And some of that love apparently came in the form of the ultra dangerous to ingest colloidal silver, which they sold on their website to cure any and all diseases. And in case you are wondering, ingesting colloidal silver can lead to a side effect called argyria and that can apparently turn your skin kind of this weird bluish gray color. Oh, and in high doses, it can lead to seizures and organ damage. So there's that. Now the FDA has actually been warning people since 1999 that colloidal silver was not a safe or even effective treatment for any type of medical condition, but did that stop Love Has One from selling the hell out of it? Of course not. When coronavirus began sweeping the world in 2020, the cult began to sell the product as a one-stop shop for preventing the virus. On their website, lovehasone.org, they wrote that, colloidal silver is the key to protecting yourself from the coronavirus. It is recommended to take colloidal silver at least three times a day to keep your immune system functioning to its highest capacity. Also, if you begin to show symptoms of the virus, up your doses to five times a day. Well, as it turns out, the federal government didn't take all too kindly to a group selling products that they claimed cured COVID-19, despite there being literally no evidence of this. And once again, the fact that, you know, at like the low end of reactions, it can turn your skin fucking blue. So they sent them what amounted to a cease and desist letter. Basically, they advised them to remove all the labeling and promotional materials from their website within 48 hours, or they would be subject to legal action from the FTC and forced to give the money back. Which I mean, they should have done that in the first place, considering that again, it turns your skin blue. I can't be entirely sure if the group ever actually changed its labeling, but I couldn't find a lawsuit from the FTC despite the fact that they are in fact still selling the product like now. Maybe they changed their messaging away from COVID to something more general, or the FTC simply figured the group had bigger fish to fry when their leader was found mummified in their house. 
but I'm getting just a hair ahead of myself. Now, beyond their shady business practices and their troublesome beliefs, there was something else going on in the privacy of the Love Has One household. While adoring fans saw online smiles, laughs, and a divine healer, those that actually lived with Mother God saw something else, an abusive, narcissistic woman who controlled their every movement and who was quickly fading away. I'm gonna take another tequila shot. I'll fucking do that shit. Bitch, where's my tequila shot? <laughs> it's called evolution, bitch. Evolution! Bitches! When I think of divinity, I think of kindness, forgiveness, and empathy. But apparently when the ironically named Love Has One group actually thought they were experiencing divinity, they were met with something completely different, control and abuse. The first sign of the control littered within the group's teachings was Amy's insistence that everyone calls her mom. And sure, it seems small and simple, but this was just step one. The control went far beyond what they could call her. It went to how they took care of themselves, of their mental, emotional, and physical well-being. According to past followers who had successfully left the group, Amy would only allow her most dedicated followers, the ones that lived with her, to sleep for four to five hours at a time. And as we know, sleep deprivation is detrimental to one's psyche. It makes you more submittable to suggestions, weakens your ability to make decisions, and of course, severely impairs your mental and physical health. For most cult leaders, this is a well-known tactic in controlling their victims, and it wouldn't at all shock me if Amy was aware of this too. In fact, anybody that dared to complain about their lack of sleep was considered to just not be dedicated enough. Sleep deprivation was seen as a means of power, not a loss of something. One member who goes by the name Aurora said, if anybody knows what it takes to create something extraordinary, it takes a lot of work and dedication. Ask Elon Musk how much he slept. Now, Elon Musk isn't likely the best comparison, but I digress. Beyond their inability to sleep, members were also controlled through what they ate, who they spoke to, and of course, monetary contributions. For those truly dedicated few who moved in with Mother God, the expectation was that they would cut off their families, friends, or anyone who would be a dark force to the group. And of course, there was also the money because there's always money. Before even finding their way to live with Mother God, members would have to shell out thousands of dollars. Take the Witten family, for example. Diane Witten's husband, who the independent chose not to name for safety reasons, decided one day to just pack up his life, leave his wife and two children back in Mississippi to join Mother God and her most devoted followers in Colorado. He had given nearly $20,000 to the cult, but when he showed up in Colorado, he quickly found himself cast out. He didn't have the right energy, they claimed. Only three days after he joined, he was found naked, alone in the mountains and dehydrated. So apparently if you don't have the right energy, which for some strange reason feels like you don't have enough money, they just kind of leave you naked in the damn mountains. Like no one called his family. Still, his wife says that they considered themselves lucky that he got kicked out. And as you read deeper into what seems to have been an ongoing thing in that household, I can certainly understand why. Now, according to multiple past members, the divine being herself, Amy, was also an alcoholic who would become verbally abusive whenever she drank. Andrew Profassi, an ex-member, told Vice that Amy would quote, fill a highball glass almost all the way with vodka and just spritz water on top. She probably drank eight or nine of those a night. She'd turn into somebody else. She would become angry. She would talk smack and just be very bitter about things, yelling and cursing. Don't worry though, says spokesperson Aurora. She just uses alcohol as a natural painkiller. It's just because she's organic. But if that organic lifestyle is making you berate your followers, which you claim to love, then maybe that's some cause for concern. I mean, there are literal videos of her screaming at them for bringing her the wrong dinner. 
Seriously, someone brought her meatballs instead of chicken parmignana and she screamed at them. Listen to this. So the fucking Adams turn around on me and get me meatballs. I didn't say meatballs. I love meatballs, but I didn't fucking say that. Holy shit. Chicken Parmesan. Then there's the video where she has a screaming child placed into a cupboard. And yep, you heard that right. A screaming child was put into a cupboard on video. So how didn't that raise a million red flags? I don't really know. A call or two to Child Protective Services, I'll never understand why that didn't happen. But apparently it wasn't just Amy that had a tendency to be abusive towards her followers. It was her partner, Jason Castillo, the father God too. He was apparently the disciplinary figure in the group and had been recorded yelling at members, calling them insane and telling them they couldn't serve God if they were insane. Well, of course, never you. Why would you ever be afraid of me? I don't know, Pops. I don't know either. Trust me, I have no idea. I have no idea. Because what we settled was settled. And that was for the 24 days that you put mother through. I mean, you've been played just like I was played. Now you have to fucking call him out. Michael L. Dark. Oh yeah, and he also seems to threaten someone on camera by telling them that he was going to become paraplegic. It's gonna take half your body up. You're gonna be a paraplegic. You're only gonna have the right usage of your leg and arm if you push me on this. I'm telling you because I'm father and I love you. And I will always tell you what I'm about to do. That's how bad I am. Get it? I mean, it would be some sort of weird prediction thing, but if someone got in my face and whispered in a super fucking creepy tone saying like, if you don't believe before, you'll fucking believe me now. Like, I I don't know, I'd, I'd kind of take that as a threat. Almost every former member has accused the group of being abusive and controlling, but Love Has One's current members don't see it that way. They just call the former members lazy because apparently not wanting to serve a woman's every need just because she claims she's a divine being, that has apparently birthed every human being while simultaneously being 500 different people, that makes you lazy. Not trying to like jump through hoops for all the lies that you have to deal with. But that's apparently just the way it was in this love house. It was Amy's way or the highway and her followers fell on her every word. Even when she began slowly fading away into nothingness, they relied on her teachings, seemingly ignoring that anything was wrong. Little did they know though, this was the beginning of the end of their divine leader. And it was just the start of one of the most bizarre news stories I have ever heard in my life. Please be advised that this next section will discuss death and the mistreatment of a dead body. And if that's a little bit too much for you at the moment, feel free to just skip the remainder of this episode and I'll see you in the next one. In 2021, followers began to notice something strange was happening. Their leader, who once again was supposedly a God, was fading away. She had rapidly lost weight and was reportedly so weak that she could no longer walk. According to her at the time, she was suffering from stage five cancer, which as you probably know, is not actually a thing that exists. In a now very chilling video, two of the group's most loyal followers, Aurora and Hope, discussed their leader's ailing health. Amy had apparently asked them to take her to a 3D hospital, also known as a normal hospital, to which they responded, no. Apparently they had signed documents pledging they would never take her to a hospital, no matter what. But despite this, her illness was quite apparent. She was beginning to look like a skeleton at only 89 pounds and her skin was turning a bluish gray color. Remember what I said would happen if you take too much colloidal silver? On live streams, her eyes were rolling back and she seemed as if she couldn't breathe. And through it all, the members made everything seem okay. 
they didn't seem concerned about their leader on video, and in person, they were still providing her with alcohol. Eventually, after multiple attempted wellness checks by police, which were thwarted by the cult, they announced on April 21st, 2021, that their leader had died while in California. She had ascended, they claimed, as that was her plan. So what do you do with a supposed divine being when they die, or I'm sorry, ascend? Well, if your love has won, you apparently transport her from where she died, bring her back to Colorado, and then mummify her body. I wish I was making that up. The report for the mummified cult leader found in April may shed new light onto why charges were dropped for her followers. KRDO News Channel 13, Sydney Stell has been tracking the story since On the April 28th, seven days the after the leader's supposed death, a member drove to Salida and told the police that the group was keeping a dead body in the house. According to the warrant, Mr. Lamboy arrived at the house after visiting Denver, Colorado. When he returned, he found Amy's body with her eyes, quote, glazed over or missing. It was obvious to him that she was dead. Panicked, he tried to get his son out of the house, but was stopped by the members. So he went to the police and the police showed up to quite a bizarre scene. She was wrapped in a green sleeping bag and enshrined in Christmas lights. Her eyes were adorned with her signature glittery bright eyeshadow and on top of her head was a crown. The police immediately arrested seven members of the group, including Amy's partner, Jason Castillo, for abusing a corpse and child abuse. Because you know, you can't leave children in a house with a fucking mummified body and two kids, which were aged 13 and two. However, all of the charges were eventually dropped and I have no idea why. It took months for Amy Carlson to officially be identified because she had no medical or dental records. But when they finally did, they discovered the cause of death. It wasn't cancer as she claimed. Amy had died of quote, natural causes after years of alcohol abuse, opioid abuse, anorexia, and ingesting colloidal silver. At the time of her death, she was 75 pounds and only 45 years old. People that work to rescue followers of Love Has Won and dispel their teachings found the autopsy report to be a moment they could use as evidence against their biggest beliefs. They said, quote, there weren't any magical unexplained findings when her body was examined. Amy's 3D medicine was simply opioids, alcohol, THC, and colloidal silver. The easiest way to obtain donations is manipulation and victim mentality. Despite the seemingly obvious proof that their once leader was clearly not a God, the group remains headstrong in their beliefs. They continued posting daily live streams and even fought back against naysayers on their posts, telling them to not believe everything you read. Since Amy's death, the group has rebranded from Love Has Won to 5D Disclosure, operating under the same beliefs and holding Amy's teachings close to their hearts. Their new website, New Earth Transitionary Government, states on the about page that the mother of all creation, presumably Amy, decreed that they would be leaders of the ascension of humanity. Their website features divine decrees, 5D healing tips, and even a business guide. Clearly, Love Has Won is alive and well, just under a different name. Meanwhile, family members, friends, and groups are working together to try to deprogram members and save those that are still trapped within the cult, which is no easy feat. Rick Allen Ross, not the rapper, the rapper, who is a cult expert and founder of a nonprofit organization called Cult Education Institute, has worked tirelessly with family members and says the isolation from family makes it increasingly difficult for members to leave the group. Sheena, who is with Rising Above Love Has Won, a group specifically designed to help deprogram old members of the cult, told Insider, they're still out there. They're still trying to recruit people. They're still making these products and saying they can cure any and all viruses, diseases, brain tumors, and cancer. It's dangerous for people who might not be in the best place in their life to stumble across it. 
Sheena is doing their best to educate people on the dangers of the cult and help former members who were able to escape. Deprogramming takes time, says Sheena. When people spend years of their lives believing something, something they thought could save them, it's hard to bring them out. But hopefully with some education, love, compassion, and monumental effort, people can be pulled out. Real love this time, not the kind that apparently accounts for heart attacks. But with all of that being said, that is where I'm going to end today's episode of Dark Dives. I hope you learned something new here today. And if you did, make sure that you're liking, following, and subscribing to stay up to date on all the latest episodes. And if you're listening over on YouTube, make sure that you hit that bell notification icon so that you can actually be notified every time there's a new episode. Again, thank you so much for joining me for today's episode. I really do appreciate it. I wanna give a big thank you to all the patrons over at patreon.com slash Illuminati. You guys are all absolutely amazing, fantastic people. I love chatting with every single one of you. If you're interested in joining, again, patreon.com slash Illuminati, but just hanging around and listening to these episodes is also perfectly fine enough. Thank you all so much for tuning in and I look forward to seeing you in the next one. Bye. 